0: Well, tonight we're going to begin a series entitled Sandcastles, and uh, we're going to begin a a three-week series talking about building a life that lasts. And I know you may be thinking, well, Pastor Key, sandcastles uh, aren't built to last, and you're exactly right, they're not. Uh, But unfortunately, many people's lives look very similar to sandcastles. Sometimes they're really beautiful, Right? If you ever watch uh, maybe some of those sandcastle competitions, you may catch something online or on TV and they build these extravagant homes out of sand, right? And the detail and and the amazing uh, attention that they give to detail and making it beautiful, making many times replicas of other buildings just to see it washed away. And unfortunately, we live in a world today where we put a lot of effort in building things that don't last, We put a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money into building things that ultimately at the end of the day are not going to endure the storms of life and definitely not going to endure eternity. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how can we really, uh, tonight specifically as believers, tomorrow we're going to kind of push a little more on the salvation side, but tonight we're going to kind of drive this home as believers. How do we really build a life that lasts? We're going to see some kind of key things over the next few weeks, but uh, let's look at our scripture, and you're probably familiar with this story. Jesus tells it in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall. Y'all say that with me. It did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Let's say that last part again. For it was founded on the rock. That's what we want to build, right, guys? We want to build lives that when the rain and the floods and the wind comes, it will not fall. Amen? Look at the next verse because Jesus goes on. He says, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And look at that last phrase. And great was its fall. And great was its fall. If you pay attention to any kind of social media, if you pay attention to the cultural uh, entertainment issues of our world, we have, we have this epidemic uh, in America where we love, we love celebrities, right? We love... Famous people, right? And we want to make everybody famous. And, and we love the idea that these, these celebrities and actors and sports stars are, are all these things. But if you watch, you will find out that for most of those people, unfortunately, great is the fall. Their marriages fall apart. Their finances fall apart. Their careers fall apart. Their lives ultimately fall apart. Why? Because Jesus gave us the remedy. He said anybody whose life is not built on the rock will not stand. What's interesting about that statement that Jesus said is he doesn't say that it's the strength of your house that gives you the power to endure. He says it's the strength of your foundation that enables you to endure. Right? There have been a lot of strong people that crumbled and fell. There have been a lot of rich people that crumbled and fell. There have been a lot of prideful people that crumbled and fell. There have been a lot of people who thought they were strong and and their life was secure and they were educated and they they were well represented in life and they had everything that the world says we need to succeed and great was the fall. And if they were to by chance make it through life without suffering the repercussions of a temporal fall, We all know here tonight that as believers, if you step into eternity without Jesus, then great will be the fall. Amen. So let's look at our first point on your outline tonight. You hopefully got one when you came in. So here's a question we're going to answer together over the next few weeks. What does it mean to build a life that lasts? It means two things. We're going to talk about the first one tonight. First, it means building a life that will endure and overcome, that endures and overcomes the storms of life. So building a life that lasts, first of all means that we got to build a life that can endure and overcome the storms of life. So the question is, what are the storms of life? And I, I really I'm excited because I felt like the Lord kind of gave me some revelation and I love I love it when I get kind of spiritual revelation, you know, where God connects the dots in scripture. But I also love it when God gives me practical revelation, where God just connects the dots in my heart. <laughs> And in my life where I can really see how this truth and how Jesus' is teaching really does roll over into how I live my life on a daily basis. And so tonight we want to kind of answer the question as we talk about how do I build a life that endures and overcomes the storms of life. Let's start out by just answering the question, what are the storms of life? Let's look at the first one because Jesus kind of used three examples of the storms. Jesus said, first of all, that the rain comes, right? The rain comes. And the Lord just kind of quickened him a heart. He said, Keith, the storms of life are the things that come down, right? And the things that come down like the rain are the uncontrollable issues of life. I mean, think about it. I mean, you can't control the rain, right? We would have loved last Easter to control the rain, <laughs> right? If we could have controlled the rain, it would not have rained, <laughs> Right? <laughs> But you and I can't control the rain. We can pray and we can believe, and and I believe God moves many times in those circumstances. But at the end of the day, the rain kind of represents the uncontrollable issues of our life. And I just want to kind of talk about a couple of those because you know what? The storms of life come. And one of the things we learn from the parable is that no one is exempt from the storms of life. Jesus said, the rain falls on the man who built his house on the rock. And the rain falls on the man who built his house on the sand. In other words, in every person's life, there are things that come down on you. There are uncontrollable issues of life. Just some simple examples is that your company that you work for makes an executive decision that they're going to lay off 100 people and you happen to be in that 100 person grouping and you lose your job. Not because of any decision or choice, not because you weren't doing a good job, but because of somebody else's decision. Because really, the uncontrollable issues of life are the repercussions that happen to us because of other people's decisions. How many of you realize other people's decisions actually do impact you? Right? I mean, just think about it. Just that simple example. The executive board decides to lay off 100 people, and, and you fall in that group. Maybe, maybe you're here, and maybe you're uh, committed to your marriage, and maybe you're committed to seeing your family work, and all of a sudden your spouse walks in, and you find out that they've been cheating on you or having an affair on you, and you thought you were doing everything you could do, and you thought you had a great marriage, but there was something going on. There were some dis- decisions and choices being made. Outside of your will, outside of your plan, outside of your even understanding. And now the storms of life come. I meet more and more uh, couples who get married and they start to have children and they realize they can't have children. And now they start battling through uh, infertility and, and trying to get pregnant and wanting this child and they can't have a child. How many know that's some things you just can't control? There are uncontrollable things in life. There are things that hit us every day. If you're a young person, maybe you're an older person and you can relate to this. One day you came home and mom and dad said, we're getting a divorce. You talk about a storm. Kelly and I have worked in youth ministry on and off since we've been here at Liberty. And, and one of the greatest storms that strikes the heart of a young person is when mom and dad says, hey, we're, we're getting a divorce. And it's no fault of yours and you kids didn't do anything. But how many of you even understand that those words are pretty shallow at the moment? Because that kid automatically internalizes, I must have did something wrong. And if I would have been better, if I would have been smarter, if I would have been this, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. Just those uncontrollable storms of life. Imagine this, some of you can imagine it really well because it's been your life, your adult children become addicted to drugs and alcohol and all of a sudden you're grazing grandkids. You're trying to figure out how do we do this at 50, 60, maybe even 70 years old and we're working through these, these things that just come down, I mean they just come crashing down. I don't know if you've ever got caught in a torrential rain, but it's kind of an overwhelming thing. A couple of Christmases ago, I don't know if y'all remember, we had a hard rain that hit. and We've got a little sunroom in our house, in the back of our house. And, and uh, we had hit some presents out in the sunroom and the flood, the rain started coming. It started flooding that room. And man, I was running like a crazy man, you know, trying to rescue the presents. Because the rain had come. We couldn't control it. We couldn't stop it. We couldn't keep it out. It was coming in faster than what we could experience. And you know what? You can think right now of some storms of life that have hit you. You can think right now that there are some things beyond your control. You didn't choose it. You didn't decide it. You didn't plan for it. It had nothing to do with you, as a matter of fact. It was the total repercussion of other people's decisions that began to impact your life. And those are the uncontrollable storms of life. And they hit everybody. And they come hard, and they come fast, and they hurt. And the reality is, is we live in a culture today where not many people are surviving the storms. There are a lot of lives that have been shipwrecked because somebody else's decision. We live in a social media age now where somebody can get on in high school. uh, Somebody can decide they want to target another teenager, another person, and they can just begin to social bully them to the point that we have young people not wanting to live because somebody else made a decision that they wanted, to be, wanted them to be the point of their joke and their prank. And those are storms. Whether you're 13, 16, or 60 years old, every day of our life, if we're not careful, you know, there are those opportunities, those things really do happen. And so part of this series and part of what we're going to talk about today is how do we we weather those storms? Because if you don't build a life that lasts, when those things happen, you're you're going to get swept away. You're going to get swept into anger or bitterness or resentment. You're going to get swept away maybe into into a whole kind of mentality of life and living that begins to eat away at who you really are and who you want to be. I mean, we've all seen bitterness and resentment set up in people's hearts because of other people's decisions and choices. And now this person becomes bitter because they suffered pain. They suffered the storm of a rain. They couldn't stop. And all of a sudden, that bitterness begins to eat away at them, and they end up being consumed by the thing that came down upon them. The second element of the storms of life that Jesus talks about, he says the rain comes down and the floods come up. So the second storms of life are simply those things that come up, right? Those are the unexpected issues of life, right? I mean, isn't life full of that? Isn't life full of those unexpected things? You didn't plan for them. You couldn't have planned for them. You couldn't saw it happening. But all of a sudden, there are these unexpected issues of life, and all of a sudden, something just comes up. The car breaks down, and now there's financial pressure. And then when the car breaks down, always the washing machine goes out, Right? I've never figured out what my washing machine and my car have in common, but somehow they are connected, right? And all of a sudden, these things just come up. Here's financial pressure, right? I mean, you know, you're trying to save, you're trying to do the Dave Ramsey kind of thing, and, and all of a sudden, this stuff happens, and it's bam, and it's bam, and it's bam, and now these things have come up out of nowhere, and you're being confronted with financial pressure and issues and, and all these things that are hitting you, sickness, sickness. Talked with a gentleman today, maybe in, in the Walmart parking lot, and, and uh, he just got the, the cancer diagnosis just about a month ago. And I said, man, how are you doing? He said, well, you know, he said, praise God. He said, I've got a clean report. He said, but you know, when they give you that C word, it really scares you. Today, I, I spent my Saturday morning at the funeral home, preaching a funeral of a 23-year-old girl who was seven months pregnant who was found overdosed last Sunday and died. Her dad, she was two, uh, one of two children. Her older brother died 12 years ago at age 13. In 12 years, this man, my age, in his 40s, has buried his only two kids. You talk about the unexpected. Things that just come up. You couldn't plan for it. There's no way to anticipate it. It just happens. Some family member just loses her mind and goes crazy. <laughs> and wants to target you and cause chaos in the family. And you're like, man, I never saw that coming. Well, maybe I did, but maybe not, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, life's full of that stuff. And if you, don't, if you and I don't learn how to build a life that lasts, if we don't learn how to really begin to establish our hearts and our homes on the rock of Jesus Christ, then we're going to find ourselves consistently being swept away, and we're going to find ourselves suffering great loss. The third storm that Jesus talks about, he said the rain came down, and the floods come up, and then the wind blows against the house, and they beat against the house, and, and I just kind of... Or just kind of spoke it up this way. He said, there's the things that, that come, the things that come against you. If you look at that next point on your outline, the things that come against you. These are the uninvited issues of life. So the rain comes down, the things that come down, things that are out of our control, things that come up, those are the unexpected things. And then there's the uninvited things like stress. You know, no, nobody ever sets out, nobody ever gets up and says, man, I just want to be stressed out today. Right? You know, I I just want to be stressed. Stress and worry, anxiety. These these are uninvited issues. We don't invite them in. We don't go looking for it. We're not planning for it. We're not inviting it. But you know what? The the, the, the life just begins to happen and the rain and, and the floods and all of a sudden now the wind. We got things coming down that we can't control. We got things coming up that we never expected. And now we got things coming against our hearts, our minds, trying to rob us of peace, rob us of joy. I'm convinced it's the winds, those uninvited things that, that multiply the other two, that, that causes us to begin to, to crumble and fall under the pressure of the rain and the flood. That all of a sudden when we begin to get stressed and we get anxious, we get filled with worry and fear. All of a sudden, we lose our capacity to start making good choices and good decisions. We get emotional. None of you ladies can relate to that, right? You, we get emotional. And all of a sudden, out of emotion, we begin, we begin to feel things that, that just begin to drive us. Right? We become driven by the wind. We become driven by stress. We become driven by fear. We become driven by worry. We become driven by anxiety. And all of a sudden, the storms of life are crashing down on our shores. Now the good news is you can endure the storms. The bad news is is you can't escape the storms. So you better learn the secret to weathering the storms. Let's look at the next point. So Christianity... It's not about escaping the storms. I wish I could say, hey, you know what, if you'll just love Jesus, everything will be okay. But I can't. Right? Wouldn't that be great? That'd be, a, that'd be an awesome slogan, you know, if we could just promote that. You know, just love Jesus. There's no more storms if you love Jesus. Come to church, no more storms. Read your Bible, no more storms. Trust Christ, there'll be no more storms. But that's not true. The reason I know it's not true is because Jesus told us it wasn't true. Jesus told us very clearly in that parable that the rain comes and and the floods rise and the winds beat against the house of every person on this planet. No one is exempt. From the storms of life. So, Christianity is not being exempt from the storms of life, right? Christianity is really about learning how to build your life on the rock. And over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how do we really do that in a practical way? How do we really begin to build our life on the rock? Because I don't want to shipwreck, I don't want to live my life and one day somebody say, and great was the fall. Oh, man, he served God good for 30 years, but then that happened. Oh, he was faithful for 20 years, and then that happened. Oh, they were happily married for 10 years, and then that happened. Oh, their family was really good until that happened. I don't want to be that guy. I want to build a life that lasts. I want to build a life that lasts. I don't want to just be a lifer. I want to be an eternal lifer. (laughs) Amen. I want to be an eternal lifer. I I want to live this thing out not only in this life, but I want to lay up treasure in heaven so I can live in the next life and live with glory and grandeur and the splendor that God has in store for all of those who love him. Amen. So Christianity is is not about escaping storms. It's about building our life on the the rock. Jesus Christ is the rock, right? It's about having a relationship with God that empowers you to endure and overcome the storms of life. Because here's the truth. No matter how strong you think you are, there will eventually come a storm stronger than you. No matter how strong you think you are, there will eventually come a storm stronger than you. See, we we talked last week about Jesus being Lord. Today we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus being Savior because in the reality is, is we need a Savior. We need somebody stronger than us. We need somebody smarter than us. We need somebody bigger than us. We need somebody that knows how to speak peace, be still to the storms of life, and step into the chaos of our world and bring a quiet calm. Even though other storms might come, it's amazing that when Jesus steps on board of your boat, he can bring peace to the storm. So let's look at this scripture out of Matthew. It's it's kind of the Easter story and we're celebrating the resurrection of Christ. And the Bible says this, early on Sunday morning as a new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb and suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. And his face shone like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. And the guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. And then the angel of the Lord spoke to the women, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. Y'all say that with me. He is not here. Let's say it one more time. He is not here. Now let's read that next verse. He is risen from the dead. Amen. Let's give him a shout. Come on. He is risen. Risen from the dead. Hey, he's not here anymore. Amen. He said, I know you came looking for Jesus, the one that was crucified, but he is not here. He is risen. And this next part kind of boggles your mind. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. He says, don't you remember he told you? (laughs) He told you they'd crucify him. But he also told you that on the third day, he'd rise again. And he's not here. He is risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where the body is laid. What does it mean to build our life on the rock? It means to run to Jesus. It means to look to Jesus. It means to trust in Jesus. Today as I stood and preached that funeral, I had one hope to give that family. Look to Jesus. That was it. What do you say to somebody that just lost their 23 year old daughter who was seven months pregnant with going to be her first child, and the mom and the baby die? And 12, 12 years earlier, they buried their son. What do you say to a family like that? You say, Look to Jesus. There's no other hope. There's no other rock. There's no other strength. There's no other salvation. There's no other grace. But Jesus, that's it. That's all we got. Pastor Keith, that doesn't sound like a lot. Well, when you know who he is, it's a whole lot. When you know who Jesus is, he is strong enough, he is big enough, he is mighty enough. See, we are celebrating Easter. Easter is not the celebration of his crucifixion. Easter is the celebration of his resurrection. And it is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that is the foundation stone of our faith. See, we have hope today. We have hope today because he rose from the dead. We have hope today because if he can conquer death, hell, and the grave, he can see you through the storms of life. He can comfort you in the midst of your trials. He can carry you through every storm, every trial, every trouble, every tribulation, every wind, every flood, and every rain that falls. He can carry you through. Why? Because he is the resurrected Savior. Revelations, I got one more scripture for you, verse, chapter 1, verse 18, Jesus himself is speaking to, to John the revelator and he says, I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of hell and of death. See the foundation stone of our faith is the fact that Jesus conquered death, hell and the grave. And when we begin to look to Him, when we put our faith in Him, not just at salvation, that's where it begins, right? We begin by putting our faith in Christ to trust Him as our Lord and Savior to forgive us of our sins and grant us eternal life in heaven. But the exercising of our faith doesn't end when we get saved, (laughs) right? It's not a once and done kind of thing, (laughs) right? I believe in Jesus and And I remember I was 15 years old when I got saved. And I remember putting my faith and my confidence in him. And I I remember asking him to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. And I remember everything changing that night in the heart of a 15-year-old boy. But I want to tell you, ever since then, I've had to exercise my faith. I've had to trust him and believe in him. And exercise my faith over and over and over and over and over and over again. I can promise you something. Just like he never let me down when I was 15 years old. He hadn't let me down since. He has been faithful. You know what? I'm still standing. You're still standing. Because he's a resurrected Savior. He's somebody you can trust. You can put your confidence in him. You can put your faith in him. And in the midst of the most adverse storms of life. You can look to Jesus and you can plant your feet on the solid rock of Christ Jesus and say if death couldn't hold him, if hell couldn't stop him, if sin couldn't keep him, then I can trust him. He's big enough, he's strong enough, he's mighty enough to carry us through and I don't know what storm you're in. Maybe you're in the peaceful harbor. You know, praise God for those little peaceful harbors. Praise God when the winds and the waves and the floods cease and you just kind of enjoy the calm. Isn't that great? And for all three of you that are experiencing that right now, it's a wonderful thing. (laughs) I didn't want you to raise your hand because everybody else would have been hating on you like, Oh, man, I'm in a storm. Why do they get peace, God? storms come I don't even count them anymore <laughs> but what I do count is the faithfulness of God you can count on Jesus you can count on the victory of the cross you can count on the resurrected Savior to show up and here's the good news not only does he show up when you ask him to save you he keeps on showing up he just keeps on showing up in our lives but here's here's the catch you got to look to him see see there's a great uh, story in the Old Testament it's a story of children of Israel there in the wilderness they've rebelled against God God sends fiery serpents to bite them they start dying they cry out to Moses God tells Moses to make a bronze serpent, make a serpent out of bronze and set it up on a pole and tell everybody that everybody that looks on the serpent will live. And that's kind of a crazy story. If, I mean, if, you know, snakes are biting me, now I've got to look at a snake to get healed of the snake bite. Just seems weird. I mean, I read the Bible and sometimes I think, God, that's just weird. But Jesus in the New Testament, you come on over in the New Testament, Jesus Jesus compares himself to the bronze serpent. And he says, as Moses lifted the serpent up in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now here's the catch. When you're being bitten by snakes down here, it requires faith to look at a snake up here. See, most people never get help because they never take their eyes off their problem. As long as you're looking at the problem, you can't see the solution. As long as you're looking at the storm, you can't see the Savior. It's called faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith looks up when the storm's coming down. Faith looks up when the flood water's rising. Faith, faith looks up when the wind is beating against your life. Faith looks up. David said it this way, lift up thy eyes under the hills. From whence cometh thy help. Thy help comes from the Lord. I don't know what storm you're in, but I know who the Savior is. He is the Savior of our lives. And Christianity is not about escaping storms. It's about building a relationship with God that is so deep and so strong and so settled that when the winds and the waves and the wind begin to crash against your life, you know where to look. And here's the great thing. If you know where to look, then the answer always comes. If you know where to look, the answer always comes. If you look at the storm, look at the waves, curse the wind, nothing happens. I mean, you just listen to our culture. We have a culture that's really good at cursing the wind. (laughs) Literally cursing the wind. (laughs) I'm amazed at how much profanity runs out of the mouths of people. they just cursing their lives and cursing their families and cursing their jobs and cursing their trucks and cursing their world, cursing their kids. They're cursing the wind. And they're dying. In the storm. Because you gotta look up. You gotta put your faith and your trust in Jesus. Pastor Keith, that really does sound simple. It is and it ain't. (laughs) It is simple, it's the simplicity of the gospel. Whosoever would believe in me would not perish but have everlasting life I want you just to bow your heads tonight I know this is our Saturday night church service but I realize there may be some people in this room here tonight maybe a regular tender at Liberty, maybe somebody invited you and you came tonight But right now you know your life's not built on the rock. You've been cursing the storms and the winds and the waves. And nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. As a matter of fact, it almost seems like they get worse. Maybe you're here tonight because maybe you thought, maybe, maybe there's something about that church thing. I want you to know tonight, going to church won't save you. But going to church can introduce you to the one who can. And that's why we're here tonight. We want to introduce people to the rock. The only one you can build your life on that will never be moved. And I want to remind you what I said at the very beginning when we read that scripture Jesus did not say that the house endured the storm because of the strength of the house he said the house endured the storm because of the strength of its foundation I've seen what the world calls frail people stand against the storms because their feet were firmly planted on Jesus And I've seen what the world calls strong people crumble beneath the waves because they were building their life on shifting sand. Tonight, if you're here and you've never trusted Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, I want to ask you tonight just to do what we've been talking about in the last few minutes take a step of faith. You're here tonight and you want to trust Him. You're here tonight and you say, Pastor Keith, I want to build my life on the rock and I believe tonight Jesus is a rock. I believe He died on the cross for my sins. I believe He rose again on the third day and I believe He's the only one that can not only save me, but He's the only one that can keep me. And I want to, trust my, I want to put my faith and my trust in Him tonight. If that's you, I want you to stand up all over this building. Every head's bowed, every eye closed, but this is your opportunity to take a simple act of faith. I just want to stand right now. I'm standing up because I want to trust Jesus tonight as my Lord and Savior. I want to know Him tonight, the Rock of my salvation. I'll give you just another, just a few more seconds. Some have stood. This is your chance. The rain's going to come. The floods are going to rise. The wind's going to blow. No one's exempt. The only difference is going to be the final outcome of your life. Is your life going to stand or is it going to falter? Is it going to crumble beneath the weight of the wind and the waves or is it going to endure the storm because it's founded on the rock? Jesus Christ. If you're standing here tonight, I want you to pray this prayer with me and I'm going to ask the whole church just to pray it with me. Let's just pray this out loud together. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sin, and He rose again on the third day. I believe He's the rock of my salvation, and tonight I ask You to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and life. Be my Lord and Savior. I put my faith in you and you alone. I confess, Jesus is Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big round of applause tonight. Amen. 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 For those of you that stood tonight, I just want to congratulate you and let you know we love you. And uh, we want to walk this thing out with you. You're not alone. Amen. And if you'll come at the end of the service, if you'll come by and just uh, me and Pastor Kelly are going to be right up front here for just a minute. We'd love to talk to you and just uh, congratulate you on your decision. I want to do one more closing prayer together. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Keith, I'm a Christian and I'm in a storm. I want to set my face on Jesus. I want you to stand up. my face on Jesus. I'm going to set my face on Jesus. Let's just lift our hands tonight. Let's say this prayer together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we believe that you are the resurrected Savior. That you conquered death, hell, and the grave. You're my rock, my fortress. My strong tower. And I run to you tonight. I set my eyes on Jesus. I renounce the storm. I rebuke the enemy. And tonight in Jesus' name, I receive grace, strength, power, wisdom to endure and overcome. I am more than a conqueror. Because you love me. And Jesus is the rock of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Him praise tonight. Amen. Amen.